listening to The Fret Files, the Guitar Workshop Podcast with Eric Daw. Send in your question or comment. To participate in the show, you can text or call 757-774-8482. Or to email the show, you can go to my website, ericdaw.com. That's E-R-I-C-D-A-W.com. Click the contact link and send your question or comment there. We'll use it as part of the show. Check one, two. Oh, yes, indeed. Driving. Welcome to the show. Nat's putting on his uh, headphones here. We got a real live hey, podcast to do. Big, this is big the warm up. Fret Files podcast. It's uh, all about guitar tech. My name is Eric Daw. I'm a longtime guitar builder and repairman. Mm-hmm. I try not to use the word luthier, but that's what I am. I'm a luthier. My that's co-host right. today is the talented and lovely Nat. Hey, thank you. Thanks Hello, Nat. I'm now ready to... I'm going to make one little creak. Okay, now I'm on. Hi. And Greetings. go. I'm going to do my, <laughs> my canned line. <laughs> Greetings. I will read the listener's submitted questions, and Eric will try to answer them the best he can, drawing on his experience as a professional luthier. See, I put that word in your... I know, because it intro, is... not mine. A little bit cringe, as the kids say. I think it's it is. A little weird. It implies that I build lutes. Yeah. Like, what is it, 1492 here? Yeah, it's oh. like a Cooper or a, a Tinker. guy that makes the, the hubs yeah. for wheels or whatever. It's like a yeah. hub, Hubman. What's on your bench lately, Eric? Oh, what's on my bench? Uh, do you, did, do you, <laughs> has it been a while since you've been out yeah. there to check? Well, they've been canceling school because it's 20 below. That's what I hear. And it's so cold, the buses won't start, I guess. Yeah. So It is cold. I, it's just, I, you know, because that's what I do. I, I work while the kids are in school that's or a, if they're with their mom. Right. That is a good luthier question because other people are trying to make it through life best they can just like you. Well, so they're wondering, how could I do this if I had kids home from school? I don't have much in the way of tips because, yeah. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, I was thinking about this today. No one entertained me. Oh, no, man. I was on my own. Like, oh, yeah. I needed, I had to go outside and poke dirt with a stick, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, there wasn't trampoline parks and... I mean, there were arcades, but you had to... You did not drive to a thing and do a thing. No. You didn't have an after-school activity. Maybe if you you got a few dollars in your pocket, you rode your BMX bike up to the gas station to play, you know... uh, Miss Pac? Dragon's Lair or something, you know? Yep. That was the first video game I ever saw that was 50 cents. You remember Dragon's Lair? I remember it at the mall over there. It was... It, it, it was laser our little minds. Yeah. yeah. I can imagine. Plus, we didn't have any 50 cents because we didn't have, like, money. No, I was playing Spy Hunter and Pole Position. They had Spy Hunter at the park. I loved Spy Hunter. Man, it was good. If you found one where you could sit in it, that was the best. That's what we had over yeah. the park. Yeah, it was good music, man. Yeah. At the bowling alley by my house, they had one where you stood up, which was fine. Yeah. But the one where you immersive. sit down in, 
Oh, yeah. And it had the cool it. music. Dim, yeah, dim, flat dim, fives, dim, man. Dim, 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 dim. Oh, it's dope. Yeah. What are we talking about? I What's on want, my bench? What's on your bench? Know. And oh, then you had to give uh, life advice. How do I, you manage? My, I have, I'm, trying, I'm trying to get work done. Are you? But the kids have been out of school. And uh, also, I have other things uh, in my life. <laughs> Mm. That take up a little more work life of my. What's the thing now? The work life balance. Week time. But here's what's been on my bench. Look at this. Got a new thing. Somebody sent me this book. This giant, beautiful book. I don't know who sent me this. Really? This this showed up. It's a. It's got a little dedication. It's I know embossed. I know it's embossed. Presented to Eric Daw. I'll be doggone. Right on the cover. I mean, this was probably a few hundred bucks, man. Like It's, it's a fancy book. It's yeah. newspaper clippings f- from the Beatles from 1963 to 2022. Man, it's suitable for framing. It's really cool, and it's giant, and it's like... And it's got old ads and fun stuff. Dude, it's super cool, and I, I swear to God, I don't know who sent this to me. It showed up. It was shipped from the UK. I've heard of it, yeah. One of them guys, and, Ben, or whatever. Uh, I don't know if a podcast listener sent me this, or a family member, because my birthday's coming up. Yeah. Not that that's a hint for anybody to send me gifts, but... Isn't it the end of January-ish? No, not, it's February. Feb- not to narrow it down. February okay. 9th. Because otherwise, everybody it would give it away if it were the end of January. Everybody write that down. It's February 9th. <laughs> the 9th of February. 2-9. So uh, somebody sent me this as, I assume, a birthday gift, and I, I have some guesses... But I don't want to be presumptuous. Yeah. And text people and say, hey, did you send me this really expensive, beautiful book? And they'd say, no. And leave out the, whoever did, th- the anonymous benefactor. Yeah, so whoever sent me this, if you listen to the podcast, drop me a line because there was no return address or any kind of information on, I've been enjoying the hell out of it. That's fun. That's a real page turner, I can, I I know, can tell. But I don't know who sent it to me. It's really cool. It says, remember when... The Beatles, a newspaper history, original headlines and articles from newspapers of the time, from 1963 to 2022, just all kinds of newspaper clippings, all from the UK, uh, of the Beatles. And I'm a big Beatles fan. Yeah, you are. But there's like, look at this. I bookmarked this one to show you. It's, it's cool, man. Oh, no. He didn't make it. I remember this day. John Lennon shot dead in New York, December I, 8th, 1980. I vaguely remember. That's the cover of the Daily Mirror that special was... issue. Boy, it was, it was, a, there was a deep malaise settling over the country at that time. Remember? Oh, I remember. It never went alive. away. Yeah. But, but see, this is why I we- I'm wearing the glasses I have now. Oh, yeah. Trying to be cool. I'd it, have hair like you that. You have similar still, glasses. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. They're cheap. Yeah, man, John Lennon, he's super cool. I'm a fan. Anyway, whoever sent me that, thank you. Let me know, because I owe you a big thank you, and I don't know who sent it. Well, that's really nice, out of the blue Beatles books. What else is on my bench? I'm, I've am i got a few refrets going on. You know how things come in batches? Oh, yeah, and I'm threes. Re- and... Yeah, I'm refretting a 1980 Les Paul. I'm refretting a mid-60s Fender Jaguar. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. And uh, another refret, some modern thing. I can't remember what. Something awesome. Yeah, things come in batches. Do you worry about refretting? This is a Rosewood fretboard on the Fender. Yeah. Is there any 
worry or difference about an ancient fret or rosewood fretboard? I mean, does it splinter differently or does it no. tear out In at fact, all? I think that they're easier to work with because it's usually better quality rosewood and oh, it's I like bet. and it's got oils from years of playing worked yeah. into it. Nose grease. So they don't get all dry and brittle. Yeah. You know, ebony is tricky. Ebony, when it gets old, can really be oh, brittle. Okay. Well, even new ebony. Good to know. Yeah. That's fun. Yep. So I'm working on those. I'm doing a few refinish on refinishes on some vintage guitar bodies. They People just sent me just the body, which is great. So, like, I don't have to disassemble it and put all the parts in a bag and hope mm-hmm. that... Hope the pickups don't yep. die while they're hanging out in there with the... Yeah. You just yeah. send it back with a pizza box or whatever, nice and small. Yeah. Yeah, right. So I'm refinishing a few of those. They're in the paint booth right now with uh, a few custom guitars that are being painted. What else? Custom guitars, you Yeah, say? oh yeah. I I'm always make, like to I'm know making, what the... Do you know what the colors are I'm making yet? guitars. Yeah, I'm making two Sonic Blue guitars right now. A T-style and an, yeah. and an S style. It's a pair. It's a single cut and a double cut, you know. Gosh, that's pretty neat. I wonder if someone just said, whoa, a pair? Sonic Got Blue. Got out the old checkbook. Mm-hmm. Sonic Blue. I'll probably do matching pit guards too, like single ply off white. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Keep them around here. Don't sell them. Oh, well, that's that'd be <laughs> great. Wouldn't that be kind Except of fun? for the part where I need to buy groceries. I know. What if you could just lie in the living room with them instead of like, you know, try to get through life? My lovely girlfriend, Lauren, asked me the other day, how many guitars do you have? Oh, yeah, that comes up occasionally. And I said, I don't know. No, you don't. Honestly, I you don't. Never know. I honestly don't know. I don't either. And I tried to count, and it's like, well, does this one count? Because, like, I've got guitars that are in pieces. Yeah. In the shop that I may get to eventually. It's like maybe guitar souls or something or or fragments. Yeah, yeah, right. Do you also have guitars that aren't in this house? Yes, (laughs) I do. Because I think one time I was, I believe I was asked that, and I think I might have two over here. Yeah, right. I mean, I tried to kind of guesstimate, maybe I have about 20, 24. Yeah, I figured it was like that I had... 13-ish, and the most I ever paid for a guitar, oh, I just got that expensive acoustic. I blew my, well, that wasn't a cool story, because I did finally last year spend a lot of four figures for a git fiddle. But before that, it was, I got that crummy Gibson gold top for 700 bucks used and sold it for 800, and it was not a cool guitar. Well, and I also, like, I have maybe four or six guitars that I don't want, like that I only have them because I'm selling them. Like they're, they're listed on reverb or they will eventually be listed on reverb when I get around to fixing them up or something. They've been kicking around. Do I count those? I mean, I guess so. They're my guitars. And then you've, you've got about two and a half real solid players play all the time. Like that you've got about two that you'd take to a show? Well, I have my K acoustic that has Swan decals oh, from yeah. the 50s on it oh, yeah. that I play around the house all the time. And then I have my um, uh, Harmony, Strat I think it's an H64. Oh, that the, big, the big, yeah, arch top. big one, yeah. 
with the Gibson P13s that I take Mid-50s. to shows, and then my Tele that mm-hmm. I take to shows. Yeah, it's with the with the the Tysco gold foil in the neck pickup. So really, I have like three guitars that I play, but then I have twenty other guitars that. Yeah, and I think that's pretty normal. Is you it? Know? Oh yeah. I don't know. You got to have primaries and. I and don't have. Here's what I don't have: is expensive guitars like '60s Fenders and stuff. No, not that's, anymore. I that's used to. Out of the question. No, I used to, but I nope. just I can't do it. Nope, it ain't right. All right, let's do let's do this because we've we're ten minutes it. in yeah. and, and well, uh, we right. haven't even uh, we're not even uh, you know. It's too bad we can't edit. Letters, we get letters. We get stacks and stacks of letters. God, before Hi. you do the, hold on. I just <laughs> you have to get there. It's so quick. hot. While you do this, I'm gonna go turn down the. Uh, we we're sitting in How front of my wood burning stove. You can't turn down a stove. Yeah, I'll try. Okay, go it's ahead. It's a fire, man. Yeah. Okay, stand by. <clears throat> Hi, Eric and Nat. Is it straightforward enough, would you say, to replace a humbucker that has a coil split with a same sized P ninety? Kind regards, Ashley in Northern Ireland. Oh yeah. You know this guy. Yes, sir. Hello, buddy. It's in Northern Ireland. And yes, which so, is a different country. Yeah. Did you know that, right? Yeah, they, and they had a, a deal that... Yeah. Yeah. That was a thing. <laughs> that was a thing when we were kids. Yeah. It was, yes. They had they had experiences, bless them. Uh, is it a what? Is it hard to replace the what now? I was it messing was with cool. the stove. Well, he's he typically... Goes, it's, it's Celtic poetry, and so it's... Is it straightforward enough, would you say... That's great yeah, this lead-in. is like Tristan Shandy kind yeah. of stuff. See that? To replace a humbucker that has a coil split with a same sized P90. So it's like a humbucker sized P90. Yeah, is if it's straightforward. Yeah, if it's humbucker sized, and they do sell those. So, like, I think Seymour Duncan sells one called a Fat Cat. Mm-hmm. And yep. if you get the Gibson one, I think it's called a P94. Yeah. Is that right? I don't know. That might be the stacked. No, the P the stacked one is a P one hundred. I think it's a P ninety four. That's a humbucker size P ninety. Yeah. Okay. So if it's the same size, yeah, it's straightforward enough. Um, so it it would have four conductor wiring. No, though, it, it would not because oh. a P ninety is is single coil. Well, so the, you won't be able to use your coil split function anymore I'm because it it's from a humbucker. So he'd have existing four col- four conductor wiring wouldn't he well and then you'd have to know which wires to wire yeah so his humbucker has a coil split function which he's just going to have to remove and then the p90 that you're going to put in is just going to be wired to the pot or the switch and oh and you're not going to you won't be able to use your coil you, tap okay because you can't yep. split the coil of a, of a single of a single coil it's like a yeah magnetic monopole man Heck of a thing. Unless they make a, a humbucker-sized stacked P90. Yeah. But at this point, why? Like, just leave the humbucker and in, you know? And the question was specifically, is it straightforward enough? And so we need to... Let's leave, let's, it, let's leave it at that. Yeah, let's hold it It that. is straightforward, but you won't be able to use the coil split function. There you go. One Ashley. straightforward question. That one's down. Thank you for that lovely question. Hi, Eric and Nat. 
I'm building a guitar for a customer who wants P90s in the neck and bridge position. Another P90. Yep, yeah, it's coming in bunches. But with a Strat pickup in the middle position. Oh, no. Oh, all right. Okay, okay. I'm not going to be... I'm not gonna. Well, I don't know. Rain on somebody's parade. That's what I'm they want. Little, That's I'm what they want. Apprehensive myself, and I'm gonna soldier through. Try to be a bit of professional here. So basically, a three single coil setup. Yeah. They have guitars like that. You could just anyway. They want a five way switch set up as normal, except the middle switch position is the neck and bridge, outsiders. Okay. Instead of just the middle pickup. Yep. All right. I have some diagrams that will give me this type of wiring, which requires a super switch. Yep. I believe they call this Nashville wiring, question mark. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's fine. The one thing I'm confused about is how to wind these pickups and which polarity to use. No matter how you wind them, one of these positions is going to be out of phase with Nashville wiring. Hmm. I don't follow. I hope you're following. So if that's the case, which position is traditionally out of phase? Or when you're faced with this situation, do you just ask the customer which position is their least used and wind them so that the least used position is out of phase? Yeah. The, okay, go ahead and finish. Is and, this, then I'll, you, and then I'll... I'm following, following but you oh, go ahead cool. and finish. All right. I'd say I could throw a, a, I'd say I could throw a switch in there to reverse the direction of one of the pickups. For that single position, but the polarity would still be off. How interesting. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on the topic. Thanks. Rich in Ohio. Yeah. Hmm. Right on, Rich. Oh, hold on. Oh, there's a PS right there. PS. Love the book! Exclamation point, man. Thanks for all the info over the years with the show. I think I've listened to them all. Hey. Hmm. Hmm. Real nice. So you follow this Saga of the... And he bought my book? Is that what he'd say? Oh, yeah. Loved he the book. It. Loved the book, and he'd listen to all the podcasts. Well, Thanks maybe for all the info over Maybe the he sent me this Beatles book. Gosh. I don't know. He's nice enough to. He hey, plus, you. he's rich. <laughs> it says right there. <laughs> it does. Yeah, he's doing great. In rich in Ohio. All right. Here's the deal. Uh, you, The pickups aren't necessarily going to be out of phase. It depends on what you do with the hum canceling. If you get three pickups that have the same winding direction and same magnetic polarity, yep. then they're all going to play just fine together. If you want hum canceling, say you got a P90 neck and bridge set and they hum cancel, right? Well, then uh, you're going to run into problems with a middle pickup blending it. Uh, so probably what you'll want to do is do it like a Strat where... Yeah, a three-pickup guitar. Yeah, where the neck and bridge pickups are the same direction, same polarity, and the middle pickup is reverse wound, reverse polarity. And it doesn't matter which yeah. you start with as yeah. long as that's the case. The problem with doing that is when you use that middle position where both P90s are on... It won't hum cancel, but neither will a single P90. The middle position where the two outside pickups are on. That's correct. Right. But you're not necessarily going to have out-of-phase problems here, and people get confused about, like they call uh, this, the two and four settings on a Strat out-of-phase. 
mm-hmm. and they're not. They're not truly out of phase. They're just a quacky um, sound w- with parallel wiring, and so they're not actually out of the pickups aren't actually out of phase. But um, okay. y- you know, it just depends on on how your customer wants this wired and where he wants there to be hum canceling, if at all. That's the question. That's right. And um, so we haven't established that that's a necessary thing on every three pickup guitar or that the customer wants it. Yeah, and it never used to be. Strats for years, decades, were sold with three pickups of the same polarity and same winding direction. There was no hum cancel. And a three-position switch. switch. And then they went to a five-way switch and a reverse-wound middle pickup. But... Um, it just depends on how, you know, and if, if they're already okay with single coils and already okay with P90s, then they're probably not going to be too uptight about the hum canceling function. So I would just yeah. get, I would just get a, uh, reverse wound strat pickup to go in the middle and then get matching P90s with the same, yeah. same winding direction and same magnetic direction. Yeah. That's what I would do. That makes a lot of sense because yeah. probably the the P90s being the salient detail here are the that's that's the focus and so you probably want to be playing those singly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then probably. with the distance between them. Yeah. Hum canceling is a weird concept and phase is kind of different too. Being that far from, you know, string length and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. All right, thank you Rich. Good one. Hi, Eric and Nat. I heard your last episode's discussion on, can you guess? Mm-mm. Naphtha. Oh, yeah. I've been watching, it was that Gugon stuff or something. There was some, yeah. there was a sticky situation. I've been watching Dan Erlewine's YouTube clips oh, for years. I love years. Dan Erlewine. Yeah, he's yeah. cool, man. Oh, yeah. Does And he's always talked about Naphtha. He's a big believer. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it exists in Australia. I, th- I think he drinks the stuff. Ah, he loves it. Yeah, it that's a joke. The, by the way, you? do not drink naphtha. <laughs> oh gosh, what a world! I mean, you <laughs> have know. to, I you know? know. I know. Yeah, but anyway, they they don't have naphtha to his knowledge in Australia. But I thought I might be able to help out my fellow Australian lovers of guitar tinkery who are searching for it. From my research, I believe its closest substitute available in Down Under is called shellite. Shellite, probably shellite, like a a light version of shell oil. I don't know. I don't know where we're going. Some kind of shellac light. Yeah. Like it removes shellac. The one I buy is Digger's brand. There may be others. It's available in our hardware stores for about 10 Australian dollars for one liter. My apologies, Australia changed to the metric system in 1974. I can't recall what that is in fluid ounces. Huh. Isn't that nice? He's building bridges yeah, yeah, across yeah. across the measurement systems, <laughs> <laughs> and it's and he apologizes to us instead of the other way around. <laughs> That's great, as it should be. Yeah, no, I'm just and kidding. fluid ounces would be around sixteen, wouldn't it? Well, I don't know quarts and liters. It states on the bottle: product use, metal cleaning, shellite mm. stove fuel, oh, and lighter fuel. Oh yeah, okay. It sounds like the same thing, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, this guy's done a little research. Meaning, cigarette lighter fuel. Yeah. From my experience, I have found it safe and effective to clean most guitar surfaces, and it is great 
for cleaning off all sorts of sticky gunk. From gaffa tape, that's how they say gaffer tape, I believe. Uh, mess to beer spills. Hmm. Probably the only is that the only two troubles they have down there. That's probably one and two. Yeah. You know, if you were to make a list of the top ten, yeah, uh, <laughs> problems that, problems that they face in Australia, Still beer it's, and it's gaffer, gaffer tape, tape residue yeah. and and beer spills. I bet you it happens a lot. Bless yeah. Them. Okay. I truly hope this helps those searching for it and feel it may actually yeah. be the same thing as naphtha. But please don't hold me responsible if it's not. See, everybody's got these caveats mm-hmm. now. That's right. Anyone interested? Please check out Dan Erlewine. He's a living legend oh, yeah, and a we know. former bandmate of, whoa, Iggy Pop. Yeah. Jim somebody. What was his name? Remember that? He used to have a record at your old record store where he was Jim, whatever his name was. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he was in the, I don't know. I don't remember. I wish I could remember. Keep up the great work, guys. Love to you all and love to Dan if he's listening. Oh, Dan Erlewine doesn't listen to this podcast, but he's, thanks. He's fixing stuff. He's got... <laughs> He's got yeah. things to do. Regards, Andy at Wick Street Guitars. Oh, in Daniloquin, Australia. Australia. P.S. Thanks again, Eric. Your amazing Bakelite guard was the finishing touch on my 53 Tele build with Broadcaster Blend Circuit. Hmm. That sounds like a pretty neat guitar. Yeah. yeah yep, man. that's me, the lonely guy. <laughs> Take care, guys. Hey, this guy's on to something. He, he did a lot of sleuthing, and isn't that exactly probably... What naphtha is? It sounds like it because that's what it's used for here, for lighter fluid. Yeah, uh, stove fuel, uh, lighter fluid, and metal cleaning. I mean, it sounds like it's the same thing. Or maybe yeah, a little. It sounds like it's exactly the same thing. Well, and I it don't works know, good for the beer spills. It's weird, you know, the international differences, like subtle things. Like here's something. Did you know this? In America, carousels. Go counterclockwise. Are you telling me they don't in foreign in, lands? In the UK, they go clockwise. I'll be daggone. Is yeah. that right? Yes. Is that weird? Like, as a standard, like if you have a carousel company and you're in the UK, you have to conform have to, to their... Yeah, flip the polarity their on, direction. That, on that thing. You know, they... Uh, is that not They weird? run their drains different in Australia, too. That goes well, that's uh, accidental. Oh. That's that's physics. I thought you were going to tell me they have different flour, you know, like huh? different gluten-y. They have uh, different kinds of flour for baking that works differently. I don't know, but they don't. But co- biscuits are not what you think they are in the UK. No, man. So Dan Erdogan was in a band with Iggy Pop. It was called the Prime Movers Blues Band in the 60s. Check this out. Roll it. Oh, this is hip, man. For, like the keyboard. for 1966. Oh, it's cool. Yeah, it's like Mike Bloomfield kind of stuff. Oh, someone yelling. How hip is that, man? Those guys were cool. I know, and that's that's Dan Erdogan and Iggy Pop. They couldn't have been very old. This is like, it's got to be like 63 or something. Yeah, 66. Wow. So cool, man. I, that's that so cool. I know. I think he's in a band called, called the Iguanas. Iggy Pop? Yeah. Yeah, that was later, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that All was right, later. Cool. Right on. Right a boy. 
Super That's cool. a great comment. Thank you. All right. All right. Let's uh, take a little break. Look, yeah, do that. And we'll be back with more. After these messages, we'll be right back. This episode of the Fret Files podcast is brought to you by Apex Coffee Roasters. Based in Waco, Texas, Apex Coffee Roasters searches the globe for the best coffee beans available, roasting them in-house to unlock the natural aromas and flavors that make each cup an individual experience. Order Apex Coffee online. Fret Files listeners can use the promo code PINUP at checkout to receive 10% off from apexcoffeeroasters.com. Hey, life happens. Coffee helps. Apexcoffeeroasters.com. It's good stuff. We've talked a lot about neck straightening irons on the show, and people write to me and they say, Eric, where can I get one? Well, until now, I didn't have anywhere to send people because nobody makes them anymore, except for my buddy Rick at playersgearmusic.com. You can go to Players Gear Music. You can order a neck straightening iron. Some people call it a neck press or a neck heater. It is an invaluable tool in my shop. I use it all the time. I'd be lost without one of these. I, I love having a neck straightening iron, and Rick is making a really, really stout industrial. It, I, I think it... I think it's the best one that I've used, and I've I've used a lot. I've used uh, the commercially available ones that they used to sell in the 70s and 80s, but they don't sell them anymore. Well, now you can get one from playersgearmusic.com. They're $7.49. I know that seems like a lot. It's, it's a tool. I tell you what, it's going to pay for itself a hundred times over. If you go to playersgearmusic.com, Scroll down on the main page, scroll, scroll, scroll down to where it says Fan of the Fret Files Podcast. You click that, that adds one to your cart, and it's fifty bucks off. So instead of seven forty nine, it's six ninety nine. Six ninety nine, free shipping, and it's yours. A neck straightening iron, playersgearmusic.com has them, and you need one. I'm telling you. So go to playersgearmusic.com and check it out. And don't forget to tell Rick that the Fret Files podcast sent you. Hi, guys. This is Adam in Sonora with part three of the Pawn Shop Acoustic Saga. Third installment. It's a trilogy. Mm-hmm. If you remember, this is a foreign-made sloped shoulder copy. Yeah, we talked about this a couple times ago. You know what's funny? I talk to 10 people a day about guitars, and people will call <laughs> me up, hard. and they'll go, hey, I talked to you, uh, remember me, I called you about a guitar? Yeah, I'm the guy with the guitar. I'm the guy that called you about the guitar. Like, oh. Oh, yeah. So, no, I don't remember. So Sloped shoulder copy that I picked up pretty cheap. I haven't mentioned the brand yet, but he's revealing it. It's a Blue Ridge BR60. Makes some pretty good... Uh, those, uh, oh, styles. I do remember the next part. He's got the tuning, bu- tuner, but I can't that were speak. slightly weird. The tuner bushings installed, and he had to. And we're trying to, yeah. All right, I'll read his deal. We won't play. Let's <laughs> play. Uh, search our memories. I've got the tuner bushings installed. Oh, and the guitar completely repaired, and I'm really happy with how it turned out. I compensated the saddle. So the intonation is almost perfect at the 12th fret across all the strings, and the action and relief are just about perfect. It may need a neck reset in the future, eh, but that is a problem for the future. 
Look at that. It was kind of a Zen attitude, right? Let the, let the future take care of its own neck reset. The guitar turned out pretty good, and I'm pretty pleased with one exception. The real problem comes in that no matter how much I tune the guitar, the B string stand sounds out of tune on the first few frets when it is played. Oh, no. Hmm. That's not good. I found out that if I tune the B string flat, a little bit flat, then those low fretted notes sound okay. Have you come across this? Have, can you shine a light onto what's going on? Thanks, guys. Adam in Sonora, CA, California. Yeah, that happens. That does happen. Um, there's <clears throat> there's something called tempered guitar tuning. Oh, no. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's not for everybody, but it's something that... Uh, Gosh, what's the guy's name? Let me think of his name. Johann um, Bach? No, my goodness. Buzz Fighting? Uh, no, not that guy. <laughs> uh, uh, Billy Jean King? Famous acoustic guitar player from the 60s. Leo Kotke? Did, um, all right, I gotta, I have to, <laughs> I, it's a, there's such a strange memory trick with nouns that you can get such a block on nouns. I know. And proper It drives nouns. me bonkers. More than anything else. We don't have that for other categories. He started out kind of like the Beatles discovered him, and he, he um, James Taylor. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. James Taylor has this special tuning that he uses to fight this very problem. And um, I was watching his video about this the other day. He's got a, a video on YouTube, and it's really interesting. He's hmm. got this really um, precise, you know, like a, a strobe tuner. Yeah. And um, he goes and and tempers everything so everything's either a little bit flat or a little bit sharp i think actually they're all just a tiny bit flat but um it's really interesting how really in tune the guitar sounds when you temper tune so it's a compromise from the absolute mathematical tuning to make everything sound good up and down the piano like old johann bach yeah but um there may actually be something physically wrong with your guitar, too. I've certainly yeah. seen um, guitars where the distance between the nut and the first fret just isn't quite right. I've seen guitars where I, I've had to shave just a hair off the end of the fingerboard and move the nut toward the first fret just a little bit. Would that show up more with the B string? Or what What are we to learn yeah, from the fact that it's... And, does the it, B string does, exclusively. Did he say it? The B string gets sharp. It's. I thought he said flat. Yeah. Mm. No, it does. It does. So he, if he tunes it a little flat, then they're good on the yeah. low fretted. Notes. I'm wondering if that slot is sitting high. That's the first and he thing pulls I would it check. Sharp. Yeah, because as when you play it, you're pulling it sharp because it has to travel so far. But check this out. Listen That's to this. Infuriating things. About this is this is James Taylor. Mm-hmm. I don't know where we are in the video, but he goes through and he tunes this dang thing with harmonics and stuff off, like twelve cents on that string. Oh yeah, four cents on this string. They do this for pedal steel guitars. Do they really? Because they have that flat, that uh, that bar, and so they'll do it forty cents sharper flat and. Isn't that interesting? This is just James Taylor tuning. This is not interesting. So again, that's it. Minus three for the E string. Minus six for the B string. Minus uh, uh, four for the G string. 
minus 8 for the D string, minus 10 for the A, and a oh. full minus 12 for the E string. That's Check sense. It out. That's, you know, yeah. he's talking about uh, minus 12 cents, which is, what, a hundredth of a pitch? A hundredth of a half step? Of a half step, yeah. Semitone. If you want to check out that whole video, it's called Bonus Lesson Tuning Official James Taylor Guitar Lessons. And he hey. he doesn't tune exactly to A440. He tunes all of his strings just a hair flat. And do you think he would do that for all songs? What if he's going to play in E? According to this video, he does, man. Because and he it would make it, sense if he was going to play, say, in G. Or capo. And he needed it. Yeah. Yeah. And he needed it. 12 cents flat on yeah. the E. So those are my yeah. two suggestions. Try a tempered tuning and check and see where your where that nut slot is. And if you don't know how to check the height of that string coming off the nut slot, what I do is I depress the, um, s- the string at the th- third fret and then tap over the first fret to see how much movement there is between the string and the first fret. Do you want nearly nothing? You want to be able to, like, slip a business card in there. I mean, yeah, you know. Okay. Almost nothing. Yeah. Could be something, yeah. uh, That could really throw things off if the B string nut slot is sitting too shallow or the string is sitting too high. The slot needs to be deepened. Um, And then that that would help. That those are my two suggestions. Good one. Yeah. Let's try this. Eric and Nat. Thanks for continuing to give your time and energy into producing the show. I appreciate your expertise and your sensible advice. Yeah, we do what we can. Thank yeah, you. That's pretty good buttering up. My question is concerning sealed tuners. I have my sights on a used electric guitar from the nineties that I want to purchase, but one of the tuner covers slash facings is gone. Is this an easy, cost-effective fix? Bruce in Seattle, wah. Yeah, they have like a little dime-sized, you know, round cover thingy. Cover thing on the back. Yeah. Um, probably your only hope there is to find a replacement tuner, a single replacement tuner, like on eBay or something. If you can figure out, and you might get yeah. lucky, it might say, you know, Schaller or Grover or tell you what it is yeah it might say what it is if not good luck but you might be able to find or <clears throat> here's an idea did he say he's in seattle mm-hmm. you could go into a place like emerald city guitars and mm-hmm. say can i go through your parts bin and look for this one tuner that i need Oh, because yeah. they've got a bucket full and of spare tuners big repair place like that believe me now, is there a problem to just using it? Is this just an unsightly thing? It or? might still work. The problem is that um, it, the shaft might want to just fall through the housing. Oh, the back would it hold might, it in there. Yeah, right. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. All right. Good luck, Bruce. Okay. I'll try another one if you're up for it. Oh, yeah, let's go. Hi, Eric. I finally had a chance to rewire my Strat following the crazy Strat diagram in Solid Sound. Oh, that's my new book. You can get it at (laughs) SolidSoundBook.com. What about better retailers everywhere? No, you have to buy it direct. Yeah, this is the only retailer. I've been, by the way, I've been autographing every copy lately. I've seen you do it. Now that I don't have to send out 30 a day. It's fun. 
Yeah. Yeah, you get some personalized those things. That's nice. I'm sure they appreciate it. The result is anything but crazy, as the combined pickup positions are better voiced than in the original, and the ability to dial up the middle pickup any time to any degree makes a contribution way beyond what I had thought possible. These are not oddball I or stunt swear tones. To God, I did not write this. Well, this is a real. We, we don't unsolicited know. We don't know. We'll review. get to the... We'll see. <laughs> I, we'll I see. know it sounds if like it I If it says it's from you in this town, we're going to be suspicious. Um, is this the one with that Waylon Jennings phaser thing in it? Yeah, it can do that. Yeah, this is my and crazy so, strap. And you can adjust that middle pickup. You can bring the middle pickup in... As much as you want. As much as you want in, in any position. That's kind of neat. Yeah, I know. It's my favorite strat wire. Well, it's and how this, my, that's how my strats wire. Your harmony deal, yeah. right? Yeah, and listen to what he says here. These are not oddball or stunt tones either. The musical voice of an already great guitar is enhanced beautifully. Yeah, it is. It's not a it's not a, a goofy no. thing. It's not a it's not an effect. Right. Like it's that's interesting. Mine is an older custom shop nineteen sixty strat with a classic with classic moderate output pickups. So I was rather surprised that rewiring could make a good guitar even an even better version of itself. Nice. Without changing its fundamental voice. But, well, it sure worked. I removed the stock harness and made a second one with the crazy Strat design. And though there are a lot of connections, the solid sound diagram is so clear that it was easy to wire up properly. Good. Man. This is a really cherished guitar, so I approached the project with some trepidation, prepared for possible disappointment. Oh, you always got to do that in life. But a great instrument is now even better, with its full capacity on tap. What a great circuit. Pat in Penobscot, uh, Maine. Hmm. How do you say that? Penobscot? I'm going to let you say it. Yeah, that's probably a good way to do it. And Emmy is Maine, way up there. Oh, yeah. It's in Canada. Pat, thank you. I really appreciate the glowing review, man. And this is why I published this book. I came up with some wiring diagrams that I've never seen anywhere else that to me made a lot of sense. And they're really useful and fun. And they enable you to get tones that you don't have otherwise. Right. This is super fun, man. Yeah, that middle pickup as much as you want. Yeah, a really fast, no on-off switch. It's yeah, cool. but it's even even more than that because with the crazy strat wiring, you get um, there's a uh, out of phase tones mm-hmm. and uh, that you can still get all the normal sounds that you would get out of a strat. Yeah, yeah, it's super fun. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, well, thanks, good. thanks, Pat. That's satisfied customer. So I guess you didn't write it after all. No, I really didn't. I know Pat. Yeah. All right. Hi, Eric and Nat. I hope you're both well. We are. We're doing pretty good. That fire is pretty hot. It was so cold outside. Isn't it nice, though? Oh, my gosh. I dread it. It was cold to my bones. I have a Fender Tele MIM, made Mexico, standard HH. Help me with that. A humbucker, humbucker. Two humbuckers? Yeah. Nothing in between? Yeah. No Nashville? Mm Mm-hmm. With a volume knob that's a bit stiff and a tone knob that's a bit loose. Dang it. Yeah. How should I approach a remedy for this? Thanks. No attribution. Unattributed. Well, 
Uh, it depends on if you want to loosen up the volume knob or stiffen up the tone knob. <laughs> well, yeah. And is he, I mean, let's be specific. Is it your something else you don't like? Oh, I, I was thinking it was a three pickup guitar there for a second. I, no, I, I glossed over that. Yeah. Two pickups, two knobs. Yep. I've heard and it. And the volume knob is stiff and the tone knob is loose. You know, oftentimes that is, it, it's a telly, right? Fender telly. Yep. Yeah. Oftentimes that's because those chrome knobs with the set screws are sitting at yeah. slightly different heights. So if you get one that if if it's too close to the hardware, it's actually rubbing against the yeah, hardware it's and it's going to be yeah, it's making contact. There's going to be friction there and it's going to be it's going to feel mm-hmm. stiff. So make sure they're both clearing the hardware. That's step number one. I think you're onto something. If you take off the knobs and turn the pot shafts without the knob, and you find that it's still there's still a discrepancy, right? What you can do is you can just put a drop. Now I mean a drop, one a single droplet. little drop of like sewing machine oil, gear oil, where the shaft comes out of the housing of the pot right? The part that you put the knob Mm -hmm. on. Yep. Where that comes out of the collar, the threaded collar, right? You can put just a drop on that and that will go down into the inner workings of the pot where it turns. Yeah. And that will loosen up the volume knob. If you want, if you like the volume knob how it is, stiff, and you want to tighten up the tone knob, that's a tougher job. Hmm. That's a tougher job. What I used to do um, when people asked me to do this is, have you ever seen those felt washers that sit underneath a strap button? Uh-huh, yeah. If you hog those out so that they'll fit over really a pot shaft, huh? then put that down and then, and then shove the knob down on top of that and tighten it up, so, then you've got, basically got yeah. a compressed felt washer sitting in there to kind of... A matter of friction yeah, again. Yeah, to kind of... To frictionate yeah. it. Yeah. I'll be doggone. So you can try that. So that kind of works. It's it's a weird solution, but it, you know, it it works. Well, that's kind of interesting. I, I've had customers over the years who say, as I play, you know, they're like heavy, heavy strummers. Mm-hmm. As I play, I hit this knob and it, and it, I turn Goes myself off. down. Yep. And that's the last thing on earth they want to do right because they're yeah of their aggressive playing style they want to play on 10 so y- you know you can get uh, a felt washer over that huh. thing there and make it make it happier well that's a neat one that's a that's practical and simple mm-hmm. thinking outside the bun a little bit i like it hi eric i bought some cheap japanese made 60s pickup on pickups on ebay but i'm confused on how to wire them they have three wires coming off of them, but they're just simple single-coil pickups. What's the third wire for? Shouldn't it only have two? Help! That's all caps. James and Prescott. Hmm. AZ. That's how they say Prescott and Prescott. You know how things come in batches? My buddy Zach in Seattle was just emailing me about this a week ago. About some Harmony pickups, those With square ones? three 
with three wires come hmm. off at some weird Japanese pickups. Here's the deal. When you see a single coil with three wires coming out of it, the likelihood is that you've got a positive, a negative, and a ground. Huh. So basically, two of the wires are going to go to ground, and one's going to go to hot. And the and the actual ground wire is just going to some metal part. Yeah. So like the ground wire the is coil. just is just soldered to like the base plate yeah. or the cover or something. And then the other two wires are coming from the coil, the start and the finish yeah. of the coil. Now, which is which? How do you find this out? Does it matter? The, yes. Oh, the, the ground, it matters a lot. But Yeah. yeah. Uh, the best way to do this is with a volt ohm meter, mm-hmm. with an ohm meter. Find out which two are the pickup, and then... Yeah, they you have, got it. They have four or six kilo ohms between them, and hopefully you know how to use if you know how to use an ohm meter to test a pickup. If you don't, you can Google that on the on the old YouTube. But yeah, oh yeah, that's great tutorials. Now, if there's the hot and the ground, and the ground is tied to the negative, mm-hmm. wouldn't the ground to hot also have the same resistance? Yeah, so like. Like a tele bridge pickup, there's two wires. The negative is hardwired to the base plate. Okay. So it's a dual so, function. It's a negative and a ground. Well, so, so you can't, you couldn't like reverse so how did, the leads. How would you differentiate with three leads? How would you differentiate negative and ground if they're joined at some point? So, um, and they look identical. Yeah. Let's say. So there's going to be so the two wires coming off the pickup can could be interchangeable. Okay. Right. Um, because not with with like a tele pickup, uh, the negative side of the pickup, the inner, mm-hmm. usually the the start of the coil mm-hmm. is hardwired to the base plate. When it's not hardwired, then you can reverse the leads however you want, really. Right. Um, but uh, that's all that they've done there. So, like, so with the Tele Bridge pickup, you could, if you um, cut the little solder blob where it's hardwired mm-hmm. to yep. the base plate, you could add a wire to the base plate and effectively do a ground lift, okay. you know, like like you do on a Tele Neck pickup to uh put in a super switch you have to isolate that cover so these oh. old these old japanese pickups all they've done is they've isolated the ground for you so there's an isolated ground and then a start and a finish of the coil where yes you can you could use those interchangeably the start and the finish of the coil okay the the only problem you run into is if you if you put the inside if you wire the start of the coil, the inside of the coil, to the hot, then sometimes it will have a little more hum. Okay. Because you've got the start of the coil too close to, you know, if the magnet is grounded. Oh. So it's best to use the inside or the start of the coil as your ground. Okay, there's a good detail. Yeah. That I'm glad that came out. But it can be hard if it's if you don't know and there's just two wires coming out of it, it's it could be hard to know which one's the start. 
if if they're not, if it's if it's isolated from the ground. Yeah. But if it has excessive hum, then you can swap those two and figure that out. Try the other one. Yeah. How's that? That's real good. That was helpful. I think you helped him. Excellent. Well, that's another episode in the can. Thanks yeah. for uh, listening and thanks for participating. If you want to participate in the show, and you you really should, go to my website. It's ericdaw.com. E-R-I-C-D-A-W.com. Click the contact link and send in your question or comment there, and we'll use it as part of the show. The other way to do it is call 757-774-8482. You can call or text that number, 757-774-8482. And we'll use that as part of the show. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Good night.